Bible Treasures Topic 9 Spiritual Battle Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast. During the last seven weeks, we have been studying the subject of spiritual warfare. So when you talk about spiritual warfare, people show lot of zeal. But unless any zeal is based on knowledge and the principles of God's word, we will be surely defeated in spiritual warfare. Please turn with us for an example to the book of Romans, 10th chapter. Read the first two verses. Here is Paul writing. Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. Here is a classic example of religious zeal without scriptural knowledge. Enthusiasm alone, beloved, is not sufficient. Sincerity alone is no guarantee against deception. Sometimes you can be sincerely wrong also. Now please turn with us to show an example where it is necessary that knowledge from God's word should support all our zeal and enthusiasm. Turn with us to 2nd Peter and 1st chapter. Look at the 5th words. Here we read at the end of the 5th words, Sincerity alone is not sufficient. Zeal alone is not sufficient. Now please turn with us for another example in what Paul wrote to young Timothy. 2nd Timothy 2nd chapter. Look at the 5th words. If anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Now we would like you to look at this passage closely and see what is the context in which Apostle Paul gives the example of athletics. Look at the third words. He speaks about being a good soldier of Jesus Christ. This is spiritual warfare. Then when you come to verse 4, no one engaged in warfare. Again, he speaks about warfare. In other words, Paul, whenever he was addressing the Jewish people, he always had some problem. Because he was preaching the truth, but those people failed in the following of the truth, but they were only building up momentum in their zeal. And that is why Apostle Paul gave a testimony in book of Galatians when he was writing about this situation. Galatians 4th chapter, we'll read from verses 16 to 18. Have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Now what was the problem of those people? Look the 18th verse. It is good to be zealous in a good thing always. In other words, these people were zealous in their religious activities. But Paul became an enemy to them. Because he was preaching them the truth. In other words, more often than we think, it is possible that the truth of God's word and the human zeal may sometimes clash. 
And some of the truths that we are presenting through these series of talks might upset some of you. But please be patient with us. Check against the scriptures whether things are so. To remain scriptural in our belief and behavior, we must be ready to sacrifice anything, even though it may be a long cherished practice. The topic that is before us is how not to battle. So far, we have done seven lessons. Number one, do not underestimate the devil. And number two, do not overestimate the devil either. And thirdly, do not be careless about your personal life. Number four, do not ignore the enemy within. And do not attempt to bind Satan. That was the fifth lesson. And sixthly, do not practice unapostolic acts. Last week we studied lesson number seven. Do not be interested in extra biblical revelation. Today we will move on to lesson number eight. How not to battle. Do not get overexcited about demon casting. Do not get overexcited about demon casting. Whenever we go to cast out demons from possessed people and when the demons leave the candidates, it is very natural to get excited. Because the whole thing will look very dramatic. Now if you turn with us to Luke's Gospel 10th chapter, that was exactly the disciples were also doing. He sent 70 disciples to various villages and towns in pairs of two by two. And they went on a preaching mission. When they returned, you know what they said? 17th verse of Luke's Gospel, 10th chapter. Then the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. They were very highly excited. You know what the Lord Jesus Christ immediately answered? I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Look at the 19th words carefully. There we read about the power of the enemy. But what does Jesus give over the power of the enemy? I give you authority over the power of the enemy. Now I want to just differentiate between these two words, authority and power. Suppose you are going on a highway. It's a crossroad and there are some signals. Then there comes a high-speeding automobile. And there is a policeman. He is very skinny and puny and he looks very weak and sickly. He lifts up his right hand. Immediately what happens? A high-speeding, high-powered automobile comes to a grinding halt. 
what that automobile has is power. But what that policeman has is authority. So over the power comes authority. The enemy has power. Jesus has given us his authority. We are all given the authority to become the children of God. We have received the Lord Jesus Christ. We have believed on his name. Because of that we have been given authority to become the children of God. Now how do we actually get this authority? Did you ever think about it? That authority was given by God the Father to Jesus Christ. Now look at the same chapter, Luke's Gospel 10th chapter. And look at the 22nd verse. All things have been delivered to me by my Father. When you come to the great commission of the Lord Jesus Christ, there also, that's the introduction Jesus gives before giving the commission. Matthew 28th chapter. Look at the 18th verse. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. The Father has given all authority to the Son. Now the Lord Jesus Christ during his earthly ministry gave that authority to his disciples. First he gave it to the twelve disciples. Then he gave it to the seventy disciples. What happens today? Jesus Christ has given that authority to all believers. Come to the last chapter of Mark's Gospel. Sixteenth chapter. And we will read to you the seventeenth verse. These signs will follow those who believe. Not only the twelve or the seventy. This will follow all those who believe. The very first thing it is mentioned here. In my name they will cast out demons. Father God gave the authority to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ gave the authority to his disciples during his lifetime. Today that authority has become available to all the believers in Christ. I want to tell you something very encouraging. Demon casting is not a gift. If it is a gift, gifts are given only to select people on different occasions according to God's own will. There are so many lists of gifts in the New Testament. But in no list you have this demon casting mentioned. Working of miracles is mentioned as a gift. And healing and gifts of healing, that is mentioned in the list of gifts. Demon casting is never mentioned. What does it mean? It is the rightful ministry and inheritance of every believer in Jesus Christ. This is reason number one why the devil must obey us. And what is the next reason that the devil must obey us? We have the word of God. You know how Jesus Christ cast out demons? Turn with us to Matthew's Gospel, 8th chapter. Look at the 16th words. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. He cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. 
Demon possessed people were plenty during that time. How did Jesus Christ cast out those demons? By the word of God which he spoke in that situation. What is the other name given to the word of God? It is the sword of the spirit. Now who can handle the sword of the spirit? Turn with us to the book of Ephesians 6th chapter. We have the list of the armor that is given to every believer. Tenth words. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord. It says brothers. It's not a select group of ministers, but brothers. That means it refers to all the children of God. And in the 17th verse we read that we can now take that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. What is the sword for? It is to just attack the enemy. Now it was actually prophesied in the Old Testament itself. Now turn with us to Psalm 149, 5th and the 6th verses. Let the saints be joyful in glory, let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hands. What are they going to do? They're going to execute judgment on those who would disobey the gospel. Now look at the ninth words. This honor have all his hands. So there are two reasons why, first of all, the devil must obey us. Number one, we have the authority as children of God. Number two, we have the word of God. And now we are ambassadors of Christ. When you have an American ambassador in India, or a British ambassador in India, ambassador, they have all the honor and authority. And what does he represent? The American ambassador represents America in India. And now we are ambassadors of Christ. What does it mean? We represent the kingdom of God. Because we represent the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Satan must bow before the kingdom of God. Now that's the truth that Jesus Christ tried to bring out when he was casting out demons. They were wrongly accusing him that he was casting out demons by the ruler of demons. Luke's Gospel 11th chapter, in the 28th verse. If I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Why does he say the finger of God? The thumb finger, that is the authority, that is the seal of the king. And that is what Jesus said, I cast out demons by the finger of God. That's a manifestation of the kingdom of God, he says. The devil is a strong man. But we have Jesus Christ who is stronger than the devil. Look at the verse 21 and 22. And a strong man fully armed guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. And a stronger man than he comes upon him and overcomes him. He takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his parts. You know, we are talking about uh, superpower. But actually the kingdom of God is superpower. That is why the Lord Jesus Christ said when he sent out the disciples, go and preach that the kingdom of God is at hand. Then immediately he said, you preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then he said, cast out demons. Beloved, because of these reasons, the devil must obey us. 
So don't be excited when the demons obey you. But be surprised if they do not obey you. Now instead of exercising the spiritual authority when casting out demons, do not resort to physical forces. Now sometimes when people are casting out demons, all unseemly things are happening. They pull the hair of the candidates. And they become very rough with the candidate. And they pour oil into their eyes. And they push the candidate on their forehead on the ground. And they just bless some water and ask them to drink. And searching for metal shapes. And getting angry with the candidates. He's already tortured. He's already going through a painful torment. Here he has come for deliverance. Now you are still troubling him and torturing him. There was a man who was living in tombs. He was demon possessed. Cutting himself with stones. When people come to him, be gentle with them. Use the spiritual authority and do not resort to physical force. Another very important thing. Don't allow demons to talk too much. Jesus never allowed the demons to talk. Turn with us to Luke's Gospel, 4th chapter. 41st verse. The demons also came out of many crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuking them did not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. What they told was, it may be true. They said, you are the Christ, the Son of God. Immediately Jesus did not take the mic and put it in the mouth of the demon possessed Come on, come on, let everybody hear. We don't want the devil to say what Jesus says. Same thing happened in the time of apostles also. You can read it later on in Acts of the Apostles 16th chapter. Demon possessed girl was just regularly coming behind them saying that you are the servants of the living God. What did the apostle do? The Bible says he was greatly annoyed about Don't allow the devil to talk too much. You also don't talk too much to the devil. Don't ask the devil to promise anything. Because the devil itself is a liar and he is a father of lies. I know an evangelist who spent too much time talking to the devil. God used him mightily in demon casting. But he will come the next day on the dais and he will say, Last night when I went back to my hotel room, the devils came to me and I, they didn't allow me to speak. I kept on talking to them till morning 3 o'clock. Now, you know what happened finally? That evangelists were totally deceived. Beware of the devils. Have the authority to speak the word and then stop them. How not to battle. Do not be overexcited about demon casting. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the authority that you have given in the name of Jesus Christ. We have the authority over all the power of the enemy. Help us, O God, to exercise that authority and believe in that authority. We give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.